stop and take a trip down on my block When you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than pencil And ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutch Town to South Side From Penrose to North Side, from Benton Park to Old North The West End, the West Side, we bless when we step out We stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up this is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. This is a special edition of Stitchcast Studio, podcast in the park, episode seven, titled The Healing Power of Art and Nature, with special guest Lauren Ross, executive director of Lawmire Sculpture Park, recorded live June 21st, 2021. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining into another episode of StitchCast, um, our podcast. We are still in the special podcast series, Podcast at the Park. And today um, we are here inside the art gallery watching the um, Peace in the Prairie movie, actually, um, as we do this podcast. So also, with that being said, we have someone here from Lyle Sculpture Park with us today, a very special guest. Uh, Lauren, do you mind introducing yourself and kind of telling the listeners and the youth here today who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. Um, my name is Lauren Ross. I'm the executive director here at Lyle and I'm thrilled to be your guest on the podcast. This is my first time ever being on a podcast, oh, so wow. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And I'm also um, just so thrilled to have Story Stitchers here at, at Laumeyer presenting this piece in our gallery and doing these podcasts here on our campus. It's It's been amazing hosting you and we're thrilled you're here and it's I'm so glad to have Peace of the Prairie running on the screen in front of us while we're talking. It's really inspiring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say thank you too to the whole Laumeyer community for allowing Story Stitchers to um, have this here. And also for last Thursday and the last two podcasts that we did was amazing. Uh, we enjoyed the youth, um, the youth camp. It was great. Okay, oh, uh, I know. Yeah. I, I was so happy you guys got yeah. to interact with our campers. It's amazing for, for them and for, for us. Absolutely. It was fun. It was fun. Um, so real quick, earlier before the podcast, um, you told me that you had a background. And so could you kind of briefly talk about that just so that, you know, people can understand the context of this podcast too? Absolutely. So um, I came to Laumeyer almost three years ago to to be the director here. My, my background actually is in the visual arts. So I, I studied art history um, and worked as a contemporary art curator uh, really for my whole career. Um, first in New York uh, City, which is where I'm from, and um, then later at museums in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then Richmond, Virginia, before I moved here. And so working with living artists is my passion, and it's the thing that drew me to, to what I do. Um, and I, I'm not an artist myself. I'm someone who is in awe of artists and, and just a huge appreciator of creativity and expression. Um, and most of my my focus has been on on visual art making, so things like painting and sculpture and photography. Um, but obviously, there's so many many forms of art that that you know, and, and it gets really interesting. When, I think when they overlap and you know um, influence each other and um, have people who work in that kind of interdisciplinary or intersectional way. And uh, um, why about ten years ago, actually. Um, it was the last job I had in New York before I left. I was the curator, the art curator at the High Line, which is a public park. It's actually um, a former elevated freight train line that sat empty for decades at, right in the middle of Manhattan and then later was turned into a park. And the people who started the park always had a desire for there to be a strong art component there. And so I was hired to be the curator in the park. And I really feel like that's the job that best prepared me for what I'm doing here at Laumeyer. And um, I'm actually not the curator here at Laumeyer. We do have a full-time curator named Dana Turkovich. And um, so my job here is more as a director, um, although 
Dana and I are curating a show here that will be here in this gallery in the spring, so we're working on that together. Um, but really, the, the Heinlein and Laumai are, are, I think, these very, very special places where it's all about the intersection of art and nature. Um, and, you know, when I came to St. Louis to, to visit and interview for this job, I was really impressed. Like, this region has incredible parks and green spaces, both the city and the county. Um, also, incredible art spaces, great museums and, you know, kind of artist-run spaces and incredible performing arts here. And, and there's just so much. Um, but I like to think that Laumeyer is special in that we really bring art and nature together and blend them in a, in a really unique way. Um, and I love that, that approach. I think seeing art in nature is a very different, I think when people come here, they're in a different mindset than if they're like walking into a museum, for yeah, example. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and for the listeners, as you all know, I, I hope you all know if you've listened to Story Stitcher's podcast before, but we definitely have some amazing youth council members here uh, joining us in this conversation. And I wanted to ask everybody, you know, what was, like, this is one of my questions, like, what was your first impression, like, your first time being here in this park? Like, when you walk up, when you see it, like, what was the first thing that you thought, <laughs> you know, like, when you came here? Like, I know this, you know, the name Laumar Sculpture Park, you know, says it all, but, like, did you really expect it to be how, you know, it is now, like, what you saw? Uh, honestly, I didn't when I pulled up. Honestly, it was the um, sculptures that just stood out to me and the bright colors. Yeah. And once I was walking through it, it was just very peaceful. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, same. Like, when I first heard the sculpture park, like, I didn't really expect it to be so big. Like, the sculptures mm. so yeah. big and, like, crazy. Yeah. And just, I was just like, whoever made those sculptures are really, like, creative artists. Mm. And, like, I just ex applaud them for all the hard work that they did. And it just amazes me. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah um, for me, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same. Like, I didn't know the sculptures would be as big and enormous. And then when I came and I saw how spacious it was and mm. how many, like, there's a lot ducked out as well. Oh, yeah. So you got to kind of, like, walk around. But it's really peaceful and have the sun just kind of hitting everything. I was just like, this is nice. So, yeah, yeah, one of my definitely. favorite sculptures are actually the um, the giant deer. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. Was, yeah. was that was actually going to be my next question. Yeah, like, nice. what's everybody's favorite sculpture? Yeah, uh, mine's probably is like the apartments are like all together. Oh yeah, the yeah, little right in the beginning, uh -huh. stacked on each other. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mine's um, let me see. I like that one sculpture. It was red and it kind of had like. Oh, yeah, the ab the really yeah, abstract, abstract one. Abstract one, yeah. Yeah, what's oh, it yeah, called? The Way? I wanted the to way, climb. Yeah, yeah. the Way. That one was really nice. I remember because when we were going there, it was like, we're on the way to the Way. <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, I got it. Uh, no, but my first time walking on here, I was like, because I've, I've seen pictures before, so I kind of knew what to expect. But the one that really caught me off guard was the uh, deer, because I'm like, yeah. whoa. Like, just imagine uh -huh. <laughs> if that was real life. Yeah, because I thought they was talking about a real deer that was 12 feet tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, but I do, I think my favorite one definitely is the eyeball because it's just like right front and center. And I kind of wanted to ask, you know, do you know um, what the artists, like why they... Uh, made it or like the backstory of that and like why you all decided to put it like right there in the front where it's like when you first walk in it's like all eyes on me. Yeah. <laughs> well first I I'm so glad that you asked the question about what people expected before they came and then you know did their experience match with their expectations because I think for us we're, we're always really curious about that like people who are coming for the first time what what do they think they're going to encounter and in some ways, we don't want to over-prepare people for the experience because I, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of what I enjoy about coming here is that there's surprises. You know, like you're walking through a field, or you're walking through the woods, and, and there's art everywhere. And in places that you might not expect, you know, you kind of turn a corner and you're like, whoa. So in some ways, we like to keep that, that element of surprise, but I'm always fascinated to hear what people's first impressions are. Um, and um, so... The park has been open for 45 years. So, yeah, we opened it. We just heard about it like <laughs> a few months ago. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and so um, as you can imagine, the art 
um, came gradually over a long period of time. Mm. So, um, and there's approximately 70 sculptures outdoors. And I say approximately because the number does occasionally change. Most of those things, most of those pieces that are out there, we own and they're part of what we call our permanent collection. Mm. And uh, a lot of them don't move because they're so big. Mm. It's not easy to, to move them. Um, and so some of those things were placed years ago, and so it might be hard for me to say exactly why that particular oh, okay. spot was, was chosen. Gotcha. Sometimes they get moved, but okay. when they're really big and heavy, we tend to not move them too much. Yeah. Um, and then there are some sculptures that are temporary, and so that's why the number changes. Like there might, you know, um, an artist might make a piece and just loan it to us for a couple of years, and then it goes away. Um, and I'll say one of the one of the nice things I, I like that it's a combination of the two and that things do change because I never want visitors to come once and then think, okay, I've seen it. I don't need to go back. Right. You know? So having things change, I think is important. Um, but, so you might not be, you might be surprised or maybe not surprised to find out that the deer and the eyeball are by the same artist. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so he's really into making giant versions of things. Of things. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. His, his name is Tony Tassett and he lives in Chicago. Mm. And that eye is actually modeled on his own eyeball. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, yeah. That's cool. Wait, and, so that brings a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's always not that size. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, how did he get all the details? Like, did he, like, take a picture? Like, poke that sucker out and, like, <laughs> right, well, take a picture of it? No, I think, I think the color was matched to, to okay. like, match his own, but I think he was just going on a basic, like, okay. you know, like, what is the anatomy of, of a human eye? Gotcha. But I think also, you know, it's, it's uh, a little bit, to me, and, and sometimes, you know, like you bring your own interpretation, right, as a viewer, so I don't know if I can fairly say exactly what the artist was thinking. Mm. Um, but but I've, I've read a little bit, and I think, you know, he was kind of interested in this idea of the artist and the act of looking, mm. right? Because as a visual artist, that's your whole career is about, you know, you're making things that people look at, and that's a powerful thing. And so I think that the, the scale is this kind of... Um, big statement on on the importance of looking but also being seen like to me like a lot of people love it and think the piece is funny but i also think it's a little dark like mm. you know like sometimes when i go out there and i'm you know standing at it it's just like <laughs> you know because it's it's unblinking and yeah. it's just right. you know yeah. i feel like yeah. whoa it's 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 like that feeling of like being watched mm. in a way that can be uncomfortable yeah <laughs> um but you know and and i think it's similar with the deer it's like it's taking something um that you know is not threatening, but then putting it, making it that size mm -hmm. really can be kind of overwhelming. And and I think when people see photos of the deer, they almost don't realize that <laughs> like you have to stand next to it to really feel yeah. that size, like in relationship to your own body. And it's you know this thing that is sweet suddenly becomes like a little scary. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, we, we allow dogs at, at Laumeyer and sometimes dogs are a little afraid of the big giant deer. <laughs> People tell us like, yeah, my dog barks at it and it's get a little freaked <laughs> out, but, uh, but kids love it. Like little children seem to really love it. And same with the eyeball. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody does, but everybody in here, um, do you have any sort of like hobby or talent um, when it comes to the arts, um, like whether that's photography or singing, dancing, whatever. Does everybody? I'm just trying to make sure. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You? Do you have one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you just I like? I'm not. I'm not an artist. I I I tried a little bit when I was younger. To, okay. But I don't think, and like, I don't have a natural. Um, you know, like, I never took to music. Okay. Um, but it's one of the reasons I think why I wanted to work with artists my mm. whole life is I just, you know, like, I have so much. I'm kind of in awe of people who have that creativity. And, you know, it's, it's cool. like, you know, I think when you're young, like, all kids are creative, right? Mm -hmm. And aren't afraid to explore that. And then at some point, I don't know exactly what age it is, but at some point you kind of cross this line where it's like, then it becomes a little intimidating or you think if you're not good at it, then you kind of pull back. Or maybe you just are not interested. And, yeah. But um, um, I, I just, 
I, I think creativity in general is something that is maybe undervalued in our culture. Mm. It's it's so super important, and and we all need. Even if we're not artists, I think we all need to think and do creatively. Yeah. Um, and that's really important for for who we are as people. Absolutely. So I have a question um, for everyone. Has anyone ever had a time where you saw like it could either been like a of actual sculpture, a piece of art, or a song, you know, that really inspired you um, either creatively or just to, like, be more passionate in a particular area? Like, and if so, could you kind of, like, just briefly share that story, if you all don't mind? Yeah, I have one. Um, so when I went to Chicago, um, there was downtown Chicago, there was a bunch of buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, there was one narrow little path th going through it. And I took a picture in front of it, and every time I look at the pictures, like, inspires me to do better and, like, do great things. Mm. Yeah, that one, that one just really stood out to me. That was probably one of my favorite pictures I have. Mm. Is it because of, like, I guess the way that the buildings were set? or yeah. like Yeah. I would like to see that picture, by the way. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Anybody else have a... I can kind of go if you want me to. Um, shoot, I kind of lost it. I was going to say one. Actually, go to somebody else. Go, go. Okay. when I get it okay. back out to it. <laughs> um, I'll say for me, I was kind of like stuck in my artist ways. When we went to the prairie, oh, okay, and um, we stayed there over the night, and we had like cabins and everything like that. But at nighttime, we will to walk out and everything like that, and we will like turn off our flashlights to kind of see how everything come to life at nighttime. And we was actually writing a song. That was the whole purpose of the trip and everything. That's why you got this video right there. <laughs> but just being there. It kind of like made my um juices flow a little better. And then I was able to kind of like write that and other songs as well. So I'll say that for sure. It was just nice and peaceful. And then to kind of away from the technology. Like we had our technology, but I wasn't really on my phone. I was trying to get the whole experience. So yeah, it was really nice. And then that's kind of how it all restarted. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time right now for our Pick the City Up art interlude. Featuring a Story Stitches original titled Prairie Therapy by Story Stitches Youth Council. I admit I ain't never been to a prayer If I tell my guys where I'm going They probably tell me they worry Cause where we from ain't unpeaceful About the pieces they carry And even when situations got scary I never scary. I've dealt with the repercussions Of living near folks that do not know nothing But being tough If they call you bluff Don't be bluffing I ain't judging no My people far from perfect But I love them No, they only know how struggle go I'm trying to show them other roads Cause back at home I feel the tension in the undertones But here it's nothing close I see buffalo I'm like, what are those? This vacation that I take from war on crime Place of crime is never vacant I work overtime to sober minds So alive is how the earth is Skies clearer, grass greener World perfect, make it hurt to see how worse it gets When I return to pollution, shooting and traps And I know I gotta go back But before I gotta do that If they wondering where I'm at, I'm just Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out, it's shining bright With the plants and the trees, the bugs and the bees And I'm if it's a rainy night Relaxing and enjoying life With the sun out and shining bright With the plants and the trees, the birds and the bees And I'm Journal what I did today. I never seen weeds 
pollen's bees, till I feel the breeze The native grass plants a few trees It's more than a meadow biodiversity A place of time sits still, no sense of urgency no rush. I left my cell in the city and did it purposely Off the grid. Reserved to be free with the birds and the bees So naturally, there's plenty of rainfall and wildfires We the mild showers and plants growing by the hour Time with the rhymes we create. Therapeutic is the music, so the minds can relate. See me shine when the shade get thrown at me from that hate. It don't really make no difference, it just lets me know how great I can feel about myself, even if nobody else can co sign. Gotta get away from the dog and the gunplay, that's where I was when I wrote mine. The seasons change, things are strange. 2020 going gray just cause you heard don't bring the pain, get washed away up in the rain. Plant the seed humanity, the enemy is vanity. Seeing is believing, but vision, you see what can it be? A scholarship to College, maybe get tracking, get you knowledge. Your experience compiling while others spit vitriolic. Negative, full of malice, no problem. We seek a challenge. This prairie can soothe the hood attitude and bring balance. Watch me stitch up a story, but sign it as story stitches. My lyrics be on 1000 so viewers can get the picture. One thing that really amazed me from being at the prairie um, was my first time being there is uh, I wasn't scared of the dark, but they told us to turn our flashlights off. And I'm like, well, how are we going to see? Right. And it was like this body of water just in front of us. And they're like, just just turn them off. And it was amazing to see how our eyes adjusted to the nightlife. And like, you could literally see like the water like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it was like weird how you could just like really if you like just calm down and you just focus you could really like see maybe not every detail but it was just amazing and like like my eyes felt like they got like really wide <laughs> at that moment um did it surprise you how dark it was at night out there yeah yeah so right it's weird like if you you know come from a city where there's just light all the time, right? right. Because yeah. buildings, cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go out to a place like that at night and it's it's so dark. It is dark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it also surprises me how much the moon and the stars actually do, you know, light up, light up everything for you. So yeah, um, but one for me, a time where uh, nature or no, not nature, I'm sorry, where a piece of art kind of inspired me was um, me going back. It's this artist named Kendrick Lamar, and he tells this story through one of his projects about, you know, a good kid in a mad city. You know, when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it as much, but then like growing up, you know, experiencing different things and then going back and listening to it, really made me appreciate like the art of it because he was story like every track like played into the next one you know and it was just kind of telling like of like a regular day like it sounded like it took a like a span of like a day or two and it, the project was probably like 14 tracks long like you know what I'm saying so just imagine like all the details that he had to put into that to get like all of those tracks out of just like two days like you know so it was amazing for me to like go back and listen to it and it also inspired me to be more creative when writing my own you know what I'm saying and painting just really painting in detail with my words you know what it is that I'm trying to portray to the listener um, so yeah, that was one for me. Um, yeah, do you have anything? Oh uh, yeah, for me, it's not like a present thing. It's more like an inspiration for my future. Mm. 
And it's like, you know, when we drive past and they see all the graffiti and like the encouraging messages from the graffiti art. Mm. Yeah, it just like makes me want, because I want to be an entrepreneur. So my own business, it just makes me want to like sell graffiti work from young artists mm. and just like have it up on my uh, house or just like have graffiti art like on my businesses and everything. It's just, yeah. yeah, that's, that's definitely what it just cool. inspires me. Lauren, did you have any? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think, wow, it's it's hard for me to, to pick just one because there's been so many, um, so many art pieces that I've found inspiring and, and uh, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, it's so, I, I was thinking when you were talking about the Kendrick Lamar, you know, that whole album and how it tells a story and mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, I was thinking about how hard it is for an artist to tell their own story, right? Because I think artist is all at its core is about self-expression, right? So yeah. it has to be unique to the artist, it has to be like his or her story or his or her vision, but then also has to appeal to listeners. Like listeners need to be able, or viewers need to be able to find themselves in it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, just talking about how that music really, like how you connected to it. Yeah. Um, I think that's like what the best artists do really well is like, you know, like, you know, make music that's definitely theirs. You know, like when you hear it, you're like, all right, that's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Like, you know, it's their signature thing, but you can also find your own place in it. Mm -hmm. That's, I always find that really inspiring when artists can get that balance right. Absolutely. Yeah. I do also want to ask, um, why did Lamar, I don't know if you know this, but why did they pick you know, like, what was the significance of sculptures? Like, yeah. why not make like a poetry park or just like a regular park? Like, what inspired? Uh -huh. yeah, that's a great question. You know, yeah, them to make it sculpture park. So, um, the um, the the original house, which is the building across from us, where okay. um, it's now staff offices, but um, Henry and Matilda Laumeier lived there. That was their house. They didn't mm. actually build it. They um, it's um, it was built around World War One, and they wow. Um, Henry made his fortune in real estate. They were wealthy, and this house was on a very big property. It was over sixty acres. Wow. Um, and Matilda was actually his second wife, and they never had kids. And mm -hmm. so he was a little older than her. He passed away first, and then when she passed away in the seventies, there was they didn't have children to leave the house and property to. Mm. And so they decided to leave it to the county to turn it into a park. And mm. it, I mean, at one point, they actually had sheep grazing out here. Like it was just, wow. yeah, like big open grass, you know. Um, and so I think it always was this very, you know, peaceful place that where you felt like you could, you know, even though we're surrounded by highways, I mean, that's one thing that, like that was one of the first impressions I had when I came to Laumeier. It's like, wow, you know, like two seventies right there. <laughs> you know, it's like two blocks yeah. away, but you feel like you're coming into this kind of oasis. Um, so I think it always had that feel. So that was why they, um, when Matilda actually left it, she said, "I want the um, the property to become a park." But she was also, they weren't that into art. It's not like they were collecting, but she had a friend who mm -hmm. was helping advise her. And I think he was kind of in her ear mm. and he was really interested in art. Okay. And, um, and there were a lot of parks in St. Louis County. I can't say how many there were at the time in the seventies, but mm. like today yeah. we are one of 70 parks in St. Louis County. So there's a lot of places where you can go to get back to nature or, or you know, jog or walk or walk mm -hmm. your dog. And I, I think it was her friend who was like, well, you should make it the park a little different than all the others. Yeah. And um, he gave her the idea to, to focus on artwork. And, and <clears throat> there was actually a local artist named Ernest Trova who said, I will donate my artwork to you. Mm. So when it first opened, it was actually a sculpture park just for one artist. Mm. And I think they very wisely decided no, it shouldn't just be like a few years later after she died and, and uh, you know, there was a, a organization that started to run the place and yeah. they pretty quickly thought, you know, well, why just limit it to one artist? It should be more, you know, we want different perspectives and we want different. Yeah. So um, we still have a lot of pieces by Ernest Rova here, mm. but obviously now there's many, many more artists, Yeah. Um, which I think makes it more interesting. Um, but it's, it's very interesting because the language in her will 
<laughs> was that she said, I want it to be a passive park. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, it's not a word that I'm, I, I particularly love. I understand <laughs> what she was saying. Yeah. She was like, oh, I just, you know, like I don't want it to be a sports park, for example. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in my mind, the idea of viewing art is not passive. Mm. And I think maybe for some people who don't like it or don't, like looking at art, it's because they think it's passive, and mm. I don't really like to think of it that way. That happened to be the word that she used. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, art should be, the experience of looking at art and thinking about it should be very active. Yeah, absolutely. Um, question, do you know, like, the significance between, like, how art helps um, mental health? Because I know a lot of us, especially everyone, the youth here, We've talked a lot about like how nature affects it. And like, that's what this whole project is about, about how nature helps us detox our minds and, you know, kind of refocus. But like, in your opinion and in your experience, you know, personally, how has, how have you seen, even with other people, um, art kind of have this type of effect on mental health? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's a big question, too, yeah. right? Because I think there's a lot of different possibilities, and that can be a hard thing to measure, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think I think there's there's two different things. One is making art, um, which I think can have a huge impact on mental health. And there's a whole field of art therapy, where um, art making is used as a way to recover from physical and mental, um, you know, either. Um, you know, particular issues or things yeah. that people are struggling with. Um, and I think that act of being creative and expressing yourself is, it's its beneficial in a lot of ways. I think it kind of sometimes gets you out of your own head, you know, yeah. like we all have things that we, that occupy our thoughts and our attention day in and day out. And in part, it's a way sometimes to put that on pause or to process it in a different way than, yeah. than we normally do in our day-to-day. Um, so I think making art is really ther- therapeutic. And I also think that looking at or listening to or experiencing art, even if you're not the person who made it, is also very therapeutic. Mm. Um, and I think it's hard for me to say just one reason why, because I think yeah. probably different people have different reasons. Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's like the same same way that like, you know, like a song or a movie can make you cry, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, you might feel kind of lousy in the moment, but then later feel good or yeah. feel better or feel human. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's part of it is like yeah, helping, you know, to process emotions. And I, I think art often makes people think about the world around them in a different way. Um, mm. Like artists, I, I know I've, I've learned a lot from, from artists just having different perspectives of like, you know, giving me a a different way to think about something. Absolutely. Yeah. I I can't remember um, the statistic exactly, um, but I used to hear Miss Susan a lot talk about how, you know, a child, you know, takes a field trip to like an art museum or a history museum, like it kind of like restructures their mind in a way or like kind of gives them this different perspective of, you know, very broadly of like the world and who they are, like, you know, just from being exposed to these types of things. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I I think, you know, it's like what I was saying a little earlier about, I think sometimes that's underappreciated in our culture. Like, Mm -hmm. right, like in the schools, like art is always the first thing to get cut. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not enough money, you know, it's, I think it's often seen as this thing that's being sort of like, not crucial, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, well, it'd be nice, you know, but it's, not like fundamental and you know and there's there's definitely there's no question you know I'm not going to argue that the other skills that are taught in school I mean those are super super important and you know we need those things but I I just think and not not everyone's going to be right (laughs) we'll we'll need some of it right um and not everyone's going to be an artist um yeah but I do think that creativity or being able to you know think about or like approach a problem from a different perspective, which is what creative thinking is all about. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like if you're, if you're building something, if you're making something, think about like, well, how do I do it differently than the people before mm-hmm. me? And 
Like that's that's one of the things that is so important about, about yeah. art and creativity. And um, we're, we're actually working on developing a, a program here. Um, a lot of people know what STEM is, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. And a lot of schools um, are really pushing STEM education. But there are some people who advocate for STEAM instead of STEM, which and the A is art. Mm. So it's, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, and art. And because those things, you know, in, instead of being seen as separate or even, you know, contradictory to each other, actually complement each other really yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, does anybody have any questions or anything before we move on? Feel good. Okay, so uh, one question that I want to ask that I'm going to give you all time to think about is if you could have your own part, if you could make your own part, what would you put in it? But before anybody, yeah, before anybody answers that, um, I'm going to give you all some time to think about it. Lauren, um, what are ways that people can find out more about Loudmire Scotia Park? Oh, yeah. Well, um, of course, there's our website. Absolutely. Laumeyer.org, <laughs> and the spelling is L-A-U-M-E-I-E-R. And people people often ask how to pronounce. There's a lot of confusion about how to pronounce the name. Yeah, am so. I pronouncing <laughs> it right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Lau, yeah, Laumeyer. Um, it's, it's, like I said, is the name of the people who left the yeah. house of property, and they were German. It's a, it's okay. a German name. But yeah, we, we hear a lot of different variations on it. And sometimes people are like, wait, how do I pronounce it? <laughs> um, but the spelling is also kind of tricky. Yeah, um, definitely. But um, of course, tons of information on our website and you know, follow our social media. Mm -hmm. um, we're especially active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and uh, sign up to be on the email mailing list. We send out about two emails a month, so it's okay. not too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but those... Um, there's an event calendar on the website, but the emails are, are really good ways. Like once a month, we send an email of like, here's what's happening this month. Um, because we have tons of, I mean, in addition to just being able to come to the park and the park, I should say, is open every day and it's always free of charge, mm. um, free admission. Um, Even the, um, in here? Yes. Coming in, yep, the... come in the gallery is free. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, there's... Uh, there's literally only one weekend a year when we charge admission, which is Mother's Day weekend mm -hmm. in May, because we do a huge art fair. Oh, wow. Where we, it's huge. We get about 200 artists who come from all over the country, and they set up booths, and they sell their artwork. And then there's, like, bands and food trucks. and um, But it's just such a big, expensive thing for us to put on that we do charge admission for people to come Good in. Good to know. Um, but that's that's literally the only weekend a year. Um, otherwise, it's it's free and open year round. And um, and but I think a lot of people who come and enjoy the park may not necessarily know the full extent of what we do. So we have classes and workshops and um, some of those things. There's a fee to take the class, but mm -hmm. we also have a lot of free programs. We do a lot of you know we work with artists all the time and so artists will give talks talk about their work or may, maybe lead a workshop and those things are often free okay. and we we've, we've been doing those more on zoom too right since yeah. the pandemic hit but um and those those are always free um and yeah there's there's events and activities and um we start this year we launched something called discover laumeyer which is a whole day of free activities for mm people of all ages. It's okay. very kind of, um, a lot of families come and, yeah. and it's art making activities for parents and oh, kids really? and it's free. Yeah. Cool. And then we've, um, we had music. We just did it in, um, earlier this month. Um, feels like a long time ago, but it was only like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we had music and, and so we do, we do those a, a couple times a year. Okay. And then my last question before we get back to that other question is, um, are there any other parks in the nation like this? Like, yeah. are there any other sculpture parks? Because yeah. this, is, of course, is a lot of our first times hearing it about a park like this, like, even existed. Yeah, no, I'm, gl I'm really glad you asked that. There are um, other other ones around the country. So probably the, the biggest and perhaps best known one is called Storm King, and it's in upstate New York, and it's huge. They So Laumeyer is 105 acres, 
there are 500 acres, so it's just enormous. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really, it's like up in the mountains <laughs> and it's kind of a destination. It's a trek to get there, but it's um, an, an incredible place to mm. um, to be in nature. And and, uh, and they have some of this, they have works by some of the same artists as we do. Um, but there's a there's a few around the country. There's a big one in Seattle called Olympic Sculpture Park. Oh um, yeah, I think we yeah. went there, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so did we actually, this isn't our first time. I think we just kind of forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no shade to Seattle. We loved yeah, it there. No. But yeah. Well, and there are also museums that have sculpture gardens like on their property. So it's not, you know, it's very similar to this. Um, so you might, I mean, even even like the St. Louis Art Museum, if you go there, they've got some outdoor pieces because mm. you know they're in Forest Park, so they're in a park. Yeah. Um, they've got some outdoor work. Um, but yeah, so they so they're they're different in scale in terms of how big they are and how much work they have. But yeah, there's 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 a few and I and there's a bunch I'm I'm learning about new ones all the time. I actually mm. last month took a trip to Louisville, Kentucky and um, um, met a place right now it's open by appointment only, but the idea is soon it will be public. Okay. And it's um, a private right now a private property by someone who collected sculpture and started putting it outside and he wants to turn it mm. into a place like this where anyone that's can cool. come and see it. So that's inspiring. It's so kind of like more all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um back to that question. I wanna see what we got <laughs> no but if you all could uh have your own park or make your own park whether it's in the back of your home or like on a luxurious space like Laumar, um what would you i'm curious to hear what are some things that you all would want to see in it and it doesn't have to be super expansive you know i can name like just a few things if you want to uh well for me like i know i want cars in my park that's cool like i'm a car person but other than that, like, I just let anybody put their artwork there, mm-hmm. you know, just let them express who they are and just let it be a place for everybody to put their art and to be shown. And yeah, that's what I would do for my part. I think that would actually be cool. I never seen like, you know, like a, like a, it's like almost like sculptures, yeah. like a car, you know, but like, I've never seen it like being intertwined with like grass and like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'd be cool. Actually, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for me, I would um, try to do a multitude of things, like incorporate something for everybody. So art, music, dance, mm-hmm. um, gardening, uh, and also uh, sports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a fun part. Sounds yeah. like that 500-acre park. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I'm next? Okay. Yeah, you can. Um, I have two. Okay. So for the first one, I would do like a, it'd be like a beauty shop. Mm-hmm. But it'd be like incorporating like the black people, like their hair. So it'd be like mm. a big sculpture, like the twisties, the braids, afros. Which That's kind of cool. like, yeah, I kind of want it. That'd be kind of cool. And then the other one would be Crocs. Is <laughs> 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 oh, anybody else can put anything else in the park with those? Like, in, the, in the gallery now, we have <laughs> kind of, uh, the famous line of Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nature inspired. <laughs> No, that's cool. So I have a recommendation for a visual artist who you could check out uh, who works with black hair as kind of like as her art medium. Um, her name is Sonia Clark. Sonia Clark? Yeah. I can, I'll write it down for you after the podcast. Okay, so, yes. Yeah. Show um, in my notes. She's um, she's just an incredible artist, and um, I mean, hair is not the only thing she she works with, but she she did this whole series where um, she would go and and have different um, women do her hair like however they want and then she would photograph it and it would be a portrait of the woman who did it and herself but often she'd be turned away from the camera so you could see the back of her head Mm, Um, and so they were like these dual portraits of it was almost like she turned herself into a model of Mm. like you know do whatever you want and and really like celebrating what they were doing with their hair as their you know mode of of creativity and expression wow Um, that's cool yeah I yeah. definitely, yep. That's dope. Talk to yeah. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> um, I guess me, since... I don't know about Crocs, though. That's harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone right now. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, I think for me, um, in this moment, I'm feeling really, like, poetic, I guess, you know, with all the all everything we got going on. So I think I would probably, at this moment, I would definitely say um, something to dealing with, like, poetry, so, like, having, even if it's, like, um, like a garden, like, in the park, like, somehow, 
like maybe working with an artist to get that to tell a story even in itself like with maybe the way that the flowers are set up or like you know the way you walk in there you know what i'm saying um and maybe at the end there's like a poem or something like that you know but just something that and it doesn't have to be like a super long poem like like a haiku like you know <laughs> or something something cuz i think a lot of times um simple and sweet really kind of relays the message better. Um so yeah, I would I would love to do things like that. Like even with different elements, maybe it's not like a flower, maybe it's like a tree branch or something. Like I don't know. You know, but just find creative ways to speak to the mind and the heart, you know, in just different different ways. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and and you know, it's I was thinking about how nature has been inspiring artists for I mean forever yeah. right but it just goes back to you know I think art is often the expression of like what you see in the environment around you so yeah. you know I I think it's been inspiring people like for as long as as long as people have been expressing themselves absolutely yeah absolutely did you have one that you wanted to My ideal park? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, my ideal park would have lots of money. <laughs> I'm going to your park. You know what? Right. <laughs> I'm going to your park. I think we all got it wrong. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. They can't, no. can't grow on trees. I know, exactly. <laughs> I know. I wish they did. Um, no, and that, I, th I mean, that's actually, you know, I, I don't want to imply that it takes money to make great art because it doesn't, but, but they're definitely, I know, like, for the staff, often we have things that we want to do in terms of programs and for people, and we always want to keep it free, which means someone has got to pay for it, so, <laughs> you know, we're constantly trying to, to raise money from, um, you know, corporations or foundations or individuals who just give us money to help us do do the free stuff. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, for, like both of you, the first two answers were really about, like, how do you create a space that's for everyone? Mm -hmm. and, and I will say, I think that's something that we struggle with all the time, we think mm -hmm. about, too. Like, you know, um, and even, like, that question of, do we do more music and dance and, and other Mm. Forms. I mean, you know, sculpture is our um, our specialty, right? But it doesn't mean that it, it has to be the only thing that's done here. And and we kind of struggle with that a, a, often because there's there's so many great places around here, like to you know to see a play or hear music and or see a film. And and so you know we do want to mix those things in. But then sometimes we wonder like, well, if sculpture is our specialty, like, do we just stick to that? And And it's also very hard to um, to please everyone, right? So yeah. some, you know, like maybe people come and they, they're, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I definitely understand that desire to like want to do something for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and we do, we do think about that a lot. Um, so maybe, yeah, I would say if, if like my fantasy would be a place that makes everyone happy, but that's, that's hard. That's hard to do. Well, that's nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely appreciate that. <laughs> um, does anybody else have any questions or at all? You good? You look like you might have one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find, find the right way to word it. Okay. Um, You know, in your time in New York and like Oklahoma yes. uh -huh. and St. Louis, like, do you see like the differences in the creative mindsets and people you met or like hmm, who's been question. your favorite artist out of all the years you worked? That, wow. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. I think right, there are creative people everywhere, but, mm. but I think there are differences. Like Yeah. New York is kind of a magnet, right? So mm -hmm. people who are artists move there from all over because they think, like, that's the place to be. It's the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the place where artists thrives. And, and, and in some ways, that's really true. I mean, the arts there, one of the things I like the most or appreciated the most about living in New York is there's so much appreciation for, for the arts. Um, I think sometimes I, I've had experiences in other cities where, Um, it's a little more common to, for people to be like, mm, you know, that's not really for me. Mm -hmm. um, or, so I think that's one, that's one really nice thing about New York is like it's part of the city's pride mm -hmm. that it sees itself as like a place for art. And I, I wish more places did. Um, but then I have to say the, the 
the kind of dark side of that equation is it's, it's actually a very hard place to be an artist mm. because it's so expensive to live and there's so much competition for everything. And um, I would say that in, in general, right, of course there are exceptions, but um, just talking generally, New York is a place that I didn't find to be very collaborative. It's a little bit like everyone for themselves, you mm. know, because it's tough. It's a hard place to live. Um, and so, so there's that kind of duality of like, yeah, it's great for artists, but it's also not so great for artists. Um, and I really think, you know, one of the things I, I love about St. Louis is it's a place where I do think there's more collaboration and people kind of work. I mean, in other ways, it's also a very fragmented city, right? Mm -hmm. Where, um, there's a lot of kind of psychological distance, not so much, there's some physical distance, but also more psychological distance. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I think there's like pluses and minuses and like, there's like different, there's definitely a different flavor to each city I've been mm. in. I mean, even Tulsa was like, you know, actually a city with like a really interesting music scene. Mm. Um, so, you know, like different places are known for different things and there's definitely different flavor everywhere. Cause, because art is also a lot about place, right? Yeah. It's about like, you know, what, again, if you're working with what you see around you as your inspiration, then, then that comes through in, in the work. So, Absolutely. so there's definitely differences. Um, but, you know, the only other thing I want to say about the, the comment I made before about sometimes I've lived in places where I felt like maybe art wasn't appreciated. Um, like I would hear people say like, oh, you know, I don't really like art. That's not really for me. But I, when people say that, I always ask like, well, do you go to the movies? You know, like, do you listen yes. to music? Right. You yeah, know, exactly. Right. And mm -hmm. it's like almost always, like, you know, almost 100% of the time the answer is yes. And I'm like, well, then art is That's part art. of your life, right. yeah. you know, and you appreciate it. And, I, and for, for some reason, I think like museums and visual art have a kind of factor that, you know, I mean, it's, it's partially the fault of, of, you know, museums and the people who make it that, that like there's an intimidation factor or, yeah. or people think it's not for them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's usually, I'm like, yeah, art is part of your life. I think whether you even think about it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Anybody else? Any closing remarks or questions? We're all good. Did you have anything? No, I'm, I'm, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Um, and so I guess we'll close it out. Um. Thank you, everybody, to who's going to be listening to this. We hope you enjoyed the um, podcast at the Park Series. Um, thank you again, Lauren, for being on here with us today. And to all of uh, the youth leaders, thank you for all your input and insight. Um, this was a really great conversation, and I can't wait for the, to share it with the world. So, yeah, we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Stitchcast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022, Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Story stitches.